0: Returning to the show today, we have the incredible, the unapologetic Alex Svetsky. And we get into the state of the world, the dependency of the masses, and trying to find meaning and holding Bitcoin in an uncertain world. This is The Death of Nuance with Alex Svetsky. what's up everybody welcome back to bitcoin audible we have got a great chat today uh alex svetsky and i managed to sit down for i don't know quite some time uh we just kind of ranted for ages and there was there is no official start to this i just tried to find a good place to cut into uh because we just kind of started chatting and then it was like an hour and a half later we were like did we did we actually have a show or are we just having a conversation um but uh uh it was really awesome And uh, very, very happy to uh, have him on the show again, particularly with the crazy state of the world right now. But before we get into it, I want to thank our sponsors. And we've got a new one. And this is an awesome product that I have only recently stumbled upon, but have been loving it so far. This is the Bitbox Hardware Wallet. And I'm really surprised I hadn't stumbled upon this one before. It's open source has a Bitcoin-only version, so your attack surface is as small as possible. It's Swiss-made with security and privacy in mind. Uh, The the backup is actually on a micro SD card, so you don't have to write down your seed on a piece of paper and potentially expose it. Uh, It has a very simple native desktop app and interface, which I love, uh, and an in-app walkthrough. And it's legit one of the lowest-cost hardware wallets out there, so it's kind of perfect for... If you're trying to get a good hardware wallet for a family or friend uh, during the holiday season. Uh, that is the Bitbox. It's the Bitbox O2. Um, check it out by going to guyswan.com slash bitbox. And make sure to use my link. Again, that is the Bitbox at guyswan.com slash bitbox. And of course, for those coins that you don't put into cold storage uh, and you want available on your mobile, Hexa Wallet cannot be beat. Multiple accounts with varying degrees of security and built-in batching. Hexa Wallet is where it's at. You can find them at Um, hexawallet.io. Literally, we're going to have an entire stack of Bitcoin wallet solutions on this show before it's over. Uh, We've got the Bitbox hardware wallet. We've got the Hexa for mobile. Now we just need a good Lightning wallet and uh, maybe like a deep physical uh, storage option, like, you know, one of those steel plates or something. So we'll see. (laughs) But a thank you to uh, Bitbox and to Hexawallet uh, for supporting Bitcoin Audible. All right, so let's go ahead and get into today's chat with Alex Svetsky. Uh, we actually talk uh, at the beginning. You cannot see it unless you're watching the YouTube version of this. Um, But he's got a little uh, uh, wristband that says uh, I am ex- exempt uh, from wearing a mask. And then he also has a lanyard that says the same thing. And so that is what we are talking about right at the beginning uh, that kind of has me uh, cackling a little bit. <laughs> but with that as context, uh, let's go ahead and get into our chat with Alex Svetsky on the state of the world and the death of nuance. Cool, cool, cool.
1: All right, man. I'm brightness down a little bit here. Um, this is my little, um, where is it? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just order that online? <laughs> I made some up, yeah. So like I've got a I've got a whole series of things. So I've got that, I've got this. <laughs> like it's like a lanyard. That's hilarious. And people are like, work? why aren't you wearing a mask? And I just sort of show them that. And it's just it just goes to show how like blind to authority this whole thing is. They're like, oh, uh, okay, no worries.
0: <laughs> no shit, that works. They just, they just...
1: it just it fucking works, man. It works. There's only one place where I actually, you know, got into a bit of a like a like like an Puzzle. argument with someone. And they're like, look, you know, sorry, we we can't accept that. And I was like, yeah, fuck you. So I just left like it was some shop. But otherwise, man, it works everywhere. It worked on the fucking flight. It worked on the airport. It worked on the plane. worked fucking everywhere.
0: Wow. Everybody is just doing what they're told. That's it. If there's yeah. even a semblance of authority, they don't care. <laughs> That's so crazy.
1: It is, man god that's
0: that's hilarious and frightening at the exact same time
1: right right yeah. like I, i've got a friend of mine here and she she's like uh she's a bit conformist when it comes to this stuff she's like uh oh, you know I, I think the mask thing is stupid but i just wear one because um of respect for other people and i'm like what do you mean respect for other people like, you're actually disrespecting them by perpetuating the lie um and she's like oh you know i don't want to cause any dramas and stuff and i'm like here here's one of my lanyards because i've got a couple extra And she's like oh no one's gonna believe that And i'm like You'd be fucking surprised. And then when she was with me at the shops, and people were like, "Oh, okay," she, we walked out later. She's like, "What's wrong with these people?" I said, "There's nothing wrong with the people." I said, "Sorry, I didn't say that." Uh, I said, um, "I said, I said that just shows you what you mentioned earlier is the um, just the obedience to blind authority because someone said so." And yeah. funny that actually ties into the that you know article that I wrote recently. The resistance is not futile, like where I talk about. Um, fiat authority versus um natural authority you know natural authority is something that's emergent like it comes from building competence and experience and you know knowledge etc whereas fiat authority is just i woke up on the left side of the bed today so we'll wear a mask yeah tomorrow i woke up on the right side of the bed masks don't work (laughs) (laughs) but it's science you know trust the science
0: it's like what it, it feels like just what's convenient like i don't even know if that's the word it's it's literally like whatever is being pushed by whatever person appears to be in charge it doesn't really matter it's just i'm going to figure out how to excuse whatever they said so that we can follow what they said you know like it's just like this constant perpetuation of just who's in charge rather than caring what it even means or if it's even useful like they just go hunting for something, you know and in this we're in the age of like um uh like bias justification like we've got a big uh we've got a machine called google that is just a tool for just confirming our bias you know like <laughs> that like we can find the statistic or the chart or the whatever it is that tells our story and just ignore the ten thousand other charts and statistics,
1: you know. Exactly, and I think that that's actually an interesting point. There is like this idea of um, I saw a meme a little while ago where you got all these people it's like, oh, you know, um, give me a source for that, you know, show me the, you know, it's like okay. in, instead of instead of relating it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can get a source for fucking anything. So, so that, that it's that is that that notion of show me a source for something has become completely irrelevant. And it's, it's these days, like a really good, um, signal to, to know whether you're talking to a deep thinker or to know whether you're talking to a fucking, you know, a sophist is like, you know, just show me a fucking source, um, means nothing anymore. It's like, does this, can you, uh, draw this back, you know, using some sort of deductive logic to, a natural truth, like, or to, to, you know, to, to something that is, you know, if I use the word a priori, it's like, it's true and it's always true. And it's true for everyone. Um, that does relate back to something like that, or is there a bunch of contradictions uh, along the way, um, or inconsistencies? And if there's these inconsistencies, then, you know, you, you, you can d- deduce that something is false without requiring a source. And that's kind of, I think this whole, you know, this, age of, um, you know, what I call, uh, uh, state institutionalization, um, in the form of schooling has no longer taught people to think. Um, and, and, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, you know, no, no one's thinking anymore. Um, you know, no one's, uh, inquiring anymore. Everyone's fucking regurgitating other people's crap. Um, and as long as they found something that's been regurgitated by someone else, who might have some letters on their name because they've spent all their life in fucking academia and not in the real world. They'll um they'll take it as true, um irrespective of whether it actually makes sense uh, in the real world or not. And 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 that that's that's a disease, man. It's uh, you know that there, therein is the actual pandemic. It's you know, we completely fucking lost our minds um, and have you know submitted all rational and critical thought to and deferred that to the authority, just made up top down, you know opinionated authority yeah um Um,
0: wow it's uh like we have an obedience problem we have an Mm. obedience and an inability to actually just look at something and think outside of the context of what we are supposed to think like Um, and it's so funny like as soon as you introduce an element that is unexpected you can see it in a lot of people like when you try to have a conversation about this stuff as soon as you introduce an element that doesn't fit either the the bad side or the good side that is in their narrative structure as soon as something is outside of it they literally like lock up they don't even know what to do with it you know like they don't they don't know how to assess it if it doesn't like cleanly fit into their little thing i mean like god forbid you like start talking bad about like the masks or whatever but then give legitimate information about whether or not there's you know some sort of is there even a novel virus here you know it's like and you know maybe there is like it seems to be that there is at least a disease somewhere out there and there is information to back it up but like it's, it's like one or the other it's like you either don't believe in it or you believe in lockdowns and masks and all of it, there's no, there's no middle ground. You
1: can't. Well, there's no nuance, right? We we've yeah. killed nuance. Yeah. We, and there's, um, there was a great saying that I saw on, um, on it was some Bitcoin. I just popped up a, a tweet and he, he said, um, what was it? Uh, Tyranny is the d- deliberate removal of nuance. And I think that's such a beautiful saying because yeah. that that's like, I mean, when you look through throughout history, you know, all tyranny came as a result of beating the nuance out of things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, th- th- there's no there's no ability to um. I, I think, uh, what's his name? Um, Eric July sort of talks about this sometimes, you know, where he, you mm-hmm. know, he talks about, you know, I can have a position that is for drugs, for example, Um and so sorry, not not for drugs so so against the um, criminalization of drugs um, and against the war on drugs, but simultaneously, I can hold a position that I'm not personally for drugs yeah. I, don't, I don't need them, I don't take them and, and this is what yes you know a lot of is
0: horrible crack is horrible. no, you shouldn't beat people up and put them in a cage over it like
1: <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah and, and that nuance of thought is like it's missing today um, because again, it, like I, I think it all stems from this um this poison or this disease that, you know, authority, like, you know, we, we sort of emerged as human beings and we built, like, I'm reading a book at the moment called Energy and Civilization, and it talks about how, like, um, the first, um, the first actual innovation uh, that, you know, propelled Homo sapiens forward was, like, bipedalism. Um, it allowed us to use, uh, less energy, um, in movement. And then we sort of, and again, I'm really paraphrasing here. I'm only at the first um, chapter, sure, but yeah. you know, the, then, you know, we kind of evolved into the, our, um, intestinal tract and our digestive system, um, shrinking. And then, you know, we started, uh, like it, it was the, the ability to hunt and, um, scavenge for meat, um, that allowed us to have high density food. And that's sort of how we evolved and that enabled the brain to evolve. And then as that happened, it, um, it then gave us, um, you know, space or time and energy to think about other things, and you, you sort of um, see uh, the the better use of energy um, and the the spread of civilization sort of move uh, in lockstep. Now, as that um, complexity increased, you know, we we naturally and organically converged upon, you know, having to build little mini hierarchies of competence that you know so that we could collaborate and actually work together functionally, because uh, competence is the actual, uh, the, the natural dictator towards, um, you know, or it's the natural dictum towards actually performing something in a way that yields um, either better energy production or more efficient use of a resource or, you know, better working together, like more value. Yeah. And, you know, today we when- no longer,
0: sorry it's like particularly when like the mind becomes the the greatest source of like directing our actions to achieve better efficiency or to innovate on an idea like the idea becomes the value of what we like actually do yeah yeah i can see that exactly
1: and and that that idea of competence actually is like without that um you cannot build any form of functional hierarchy it always falls over um and the beauty of competence it's always like it's this source of truth that You know, when, when we, when we veer away from competence, um, we, you know, we inevitably end up fucking up um, and we have to veer back towards this center, this truth around competence in order to maintain the, you know, the structural integrity of the hierarchy that we're building. And again, today we've just thrown out all competence. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter how good you are. It matters what skin color you have, what fucking gender you are, what, you know, fucking sexual orientation you are what fucking minority you are like n- competence is like second right now it doesn't matter anymore like uh, like the only thing that matters is what
0: rate i would say <laughs> it's, it's 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 down there it's not second
1: <laughs> well the thing is because c- c- because you can't you can't get rid of it right so it's always going to exist it's always going to yeah, exist yeah. because like you, you know i always you know the, the, this idea of um you know thinking you can fly by running and jumping off the edge of the cliff. And, you know, in the first few seconds, because you jumped up, you're like, oh, I beat gravity. And then, you know, a few seconds later, as you start, like, falling down, you know, you realize, <laughs> no, Dickhead, you didn't. And, like, if we kind of, you know, zoom out um, in terms of our, like, view on society, like, the last couple hundred years where this real emergence of um, fiat authority has, um, has like, dominated that from an evolutionary standpoint is like that two seconds or three seconds of jumping off the cliff like we, we think we've you know discovered that we're somehow more intelligent than nature you know like we know better because we said so like Fiat <laughs> is the way. and you know we're, we're, we're gonna get a root awakening we're gonna get that iron Randian root awakening where um, you know, the, the structures that we've organically built, you know, not, not by decree, but by just figuring it out, like this emergent, you know, top, sorry, bottom up, not top down. As we start eating that away, and, and you know, the, the things that support us don't exist anymore, <laughs> then we'll start to realize, oh, maybe competence does matter. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know.
0: As soon as you, as soon as you start to hold something above competence, you realize that, it- everything, the glue that sticks everything together is competence. Um, And it's really interesting too, because like the information age, like I really thought that, and maybe it was just kind of like an order of an operations thing that like, I had too simplistic of a view of how like things were going to unfold. Um, Mm. But like I thought, you know, all the freedom of information, having access to everything that was on the internet, was going to and in some ways it has um was going to make us smarter and was going to make us uh you know grant us access to all of these new tools and in some ways it's made us it's hardened our lack of intelligence like Mm. in so many ways it like and i feel like the that endless ocean of information has partially uh reinforced or, or maybe maybe the word is exposed how much we were just not thinking mm-hmm. that we were just deferring to an authority i mean i can't tell you how many times that somebody has shown me their source or backed up an argument it links to an article it goes nowhere It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somewhere like i can't i'll go hunting They'll even link other articles that write about the same idea or make the same claim and there's no source to any of it. It's just people just writing two pages of garbage and they think that's a source. Um, or God forbid, you know, you, it's backed by science because there's a study and <laughs> the study is, the, 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 literally the, the, like, the survey study is, the, is literally the garbage bin of science. Like yeah. it's almost yeah. always unbelievably biased. Like they do a subset of like, I'm going to ask 3000 people. They call up random people on the phone. Half of them probably can't even understand the questions. They Ask them five questions. They draw up a chart from it. And right. then they think they, they make some elaborate claim <laughs> about like broad societal trends. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. And there's yeah. so many of them. There's so many of them it's like trying to sort through shit coins it's it's the p- most painful thing in the world
1: <laughs> it's it's do you know what it's actually worse than because i think you know all of academia is basic basically shit coinery just you know without the um without the kind of, of it. You know, th- it, it that's what it's become because um like if i think about um remember that uh, movie recently uh I mean, all, all of them are the same, like fucking forks over knives and all the vegan stuff. Like, what, what's that recent one, Game Changers or whatever it was? Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, where it's like, oh, yeah, vegan's good, meat eating's bad. And, like, th- there was a guy who, like, drilled <laughs> down into it. He's like, okay, this guy who's apparently the strongest guy in the world, um, he broke the record, like, you know, seven years ago, but they, you know, they, they position him like he's the strongest man now or something. And he's, like, just an anomaly, like a genetic anomaly. Whereas every single other person in the past and now currently who's ever been the strongest man have all been medias. It's like this one anomaly and they base <laughs> the science around this one guy. Or, um, or when they do their studies about like, you know, different people who are healthy, they, they pick a, um, you know, a fat American on the sad diet, right? Like the, um, the standard American diet who's fucking drinking soda pop, eating French fries, eating McDonald's fucking hamburgers, you know, working all day, not training. And they're like, look, here's a meat eater and he's unhealthy. Here's here's, uh, his markers. And then they pick someone who's like a fucking yoga chick who trains every day, just happens to be a vegan living in Venice. (laughs) They're like, see, she's healthy. So vegans are healthier than meat eaters. It's like, wow, what a, what a, what a rigorous scientific process you went through to to identify this, but it's, it's everywhere now. Right. It's, it's, it's no longer like it's, um, so yeah, c- coming back to your point, it's like, you know, this this infam- this floodgate of information that opened up, you know, the has it, yeah, the, has it exposed, you know, the collectivist stupidity um, or collective stupidity of humanity, or has it, you know, further drowned us in confusion and misinformation and actually made us stupider? Um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough one, man, because. Mm. You know, it's, it's almost like another one of those bell curves, right? It's, um, you know, uh, no information on this side is, you know, like you're like a caveman. Um, and then sort of somewhere in the middle of the bell curve is like too much information. And you're like some sort of modern millennial fucking SJW who thinks you know everything because you read the news. Um, and then you sort of go down to the other side of the bell curve, which is like true intelligence doesn't require a plethora of information. Um, It requires understanding the understanding of basic principles that are timeless. You don't need more information. You don't need more news. You don't need more fucking studies and sources and, you know, fake science or whatever else. It's just, does it align with principles that, you know, are like a priori truths? Are they true all the time for everyone and for everything? Like, Mm -hmm. and, and that part of real science like math based science is gone um but opinion science is um sort of that that's the era that we're in and i don't know man like you know t- technology is neither good or bad like you know we're, we're both smart enough i think to understand that it, it's you know it's how it's used that matters but it's um it's it's a fucking weird time man like the the pace at which hysteria can like overwhelm people The the pace at which lies and bullshit can you know propagate throughout the world. It's um it's concerning man. Like I I've lost respect for so many people that I thought were actually smart this year. And like looking at you know the, the reaction and the behavior and things like that I'm like, whoa man, like really? Like so it's a strange thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah it's been a um, eye-opening year nonetheless. Um, yeah, that, Which part that, of the state uh, are you in? Uh, I'm in, in North Carolina. Oh,
1: okay, okay, cool. Yeah. So you're so mostly north side.
0: Yeah, um, and it's not so bad here uh, now. Um, stuff opened back up recently. Uh, a lot of our, couple of our favorite restaurants closed down for good. Um, uh, but uh, theaters recently opened back up. They're at like 4th capacity or some something like that but i don't know aside from the fact that everybody's got crap over their face um it's somewhat normal in the area Um, Mm -hmm. but uh uh, back to the um uh, point about uh, you're talking about like all this information and stuff and how you know uh, technology in general like like i i totally agree is is unbiased like it doesn't really care like it's not good it's not evil um uh, i do still tend to think that there's a general trend but sometimes like kind of in the sovereign individual thesis you know that technology by it's getting like in in the same way that uh, technology gets more microscopic it also gets more individualized um Mm -hmm. and just through the the normal the normal evolution and mixing of technology. Um, but what's funny is that, like, like, like talking about how, like, you know, in that, in that bell curve, you're when you're in the height, and you have all this information, it's like too much information can just can be just as damaging, and as blinding, as not enough information.
1: Yep.
0: And in this day and age, it's almost like it's actually reinforced all of our just, just our bad practices, Um, that if we have less information, we might actually have a hindrance on a bad process. Like if we have a bad way to think about it or a bad way to go about figuring out the truth with less information, it might be subject to fewer errors. (laughs) Um, Whereas when we're given an ocean of information, it's just like, this is the golden age of cherry picking. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a billion cherries to pick, no matter what you want to pick them for. Yep. So you never you never don't have an option to go after. Um and this can lead to seemingly convincing arguments for anything because, like you said, people don't know how to go back to first principles. People don't know how to let go, like take the glasses off for a freaking second and look at the broader picture and put the whole thing in context uh, so that it's actually meaningful information um, we're all kind of attached to these ridiculous narratives that were never backed up but nobody even questions nobody tries to prove or disprove anymore they're just taken for granted
1: yeah the the, the thing you mentioned actually about cherry picking is interesting because I was I was speaking to a guy the other day and mentioned that um you know in in our this is probably this probably stems also from the issue of remo- removing nuance as a as a concept in society, or or, or consistently removing nuance, or, or or not thinking deeper than the first level is um is you know we've we've gone on this hunt for abundance or you know this pursuit of abundance, um, and in the process of pursuing abundance, we've created um, so much excess. Um, crap, like we've confused actually the, the notion of abundance with the notion of excess. Like, you know, that there's no more like, you know, for example, you know, consumption and production, right? We, we no longer measure, um, you know, economic growth or productivity or, you know, progress in terms of production. We measure it in terms of consumption. And, you know, we think that's somehow a, um, a way to understand uh, how abundant things are. Um, and it goes for information, it goes for, you know, things and stuff we don't fucking need and we can't afford, it goes for the amount of money that's being created, it goes for the amount of opinions, it goes for the, you know, like, all this stuff is, um, you know, sort of has resulted from this idea that we've, we've discarded the notion of scarcity and that this is what I actually love about Bitcoin is um, it kind of it's that counterbalancing force and it, it reintroduces the importance and the, the, I mean, the, the sanctity almost of uh, scarcity. Like, the most valuable things that we know of throughout all our lives, and we intuitively understand this, is, is our scarce. Like, it's um, our loved ones, you know, our family, you know, our mother, father, brother, sister. Like, they, they're fundamentally scarce. You can't just fucking print them the copy of your mom or your dad. Like, um, you know, you... <laughs> It doesn't work that way unless the ECB had their way, right? Uh, Or the Fed. But, um, you know, you you can't print more time. You know, you can't print more energy. You can't print more effort. Um, And, you know, in our pursuit of abundance, we've kind of thrown all of that out the window. It's like now... The nuclear family doesn't matter anymore because we're apparently all a fucking family right um you know the the amount of money means that doesn't we're matter intimate
0: anymore. and um like we're intimate with nobody like it, it just yeah made, exactly yep, nobody close to us yeah
1: yeah exactly it, it's it's just this homogenous fucking sludge right so we've kind of you know if, like abundance is actually again it's not abundance is not bad but it's like it's about how do we um how do we apply it where it counts? And this is the first principles thinking, and this is the the idea of nuance: is that you know abundance actually becomes a poison when it's not balanced with scarcity. And there are things on the planet and in life and in the universe that are fundamentally scarce. And as a result, we we need to, um, at least in the dimension within which we operate, right? We operate in you know the four dimensions of fucking space and time and. Like, within that dimension, like, time is finite, energy is finite, like, you know, family is finite, uh, you know, the, uh, the Mona Lisa is finite, you know, we can create as many copies as we want, you know, it ain't the same Mona Lisa. So, it's scarcity is fundamentally important, but it's been vilified as this evil thing that we must abolish from the earth, um, and in the process, what we're doing is we're burning through all our resources, whether, you know, natural resources, whether uh, cognitive resources, whether, um, you know, human resources, our time, our energy, like we're we're burning through all of it, all this capital stock that we've spent tens of thousands of years building up organically, emergently, um, you know, by, not by decree, but by figuring it out by, by, you know, finding our way through, you know, doing what works and then losing by doing what doesn't work. Um, You know, we're burning through that capital stock now, because we've just we're we're blindly pursuing consumption for the sake of abundance, um, as opposed to, um, you know, coming back to, you know, the the natural laws around, like, you know, time preference and patience and, um, you know, valuing that which is uh, finite. And, um,
0: yeah, those things that are finite, those things that are scarce are what give us meaning. Like, Mm. Like like those are really, and what we've done is we've thrown, uh, we've thrown the, the meaningful pursuit out just for the sake of consuming as much as possible. Like, like we don't, we've no longer, we know we don't have a direction anymore. We just have a, uh, a, you know, dictate of just like produce as much as possible. And it doesn't matter what we're producing just as long as we get as much of it as we can.
1: You actually touch another powerful point: is meaning um, versus happiness. I think actually, you know, the the one the thing that I disagree with, you know, um, was it? Who, who said the pursuit of happiness? Um, was that Ben Franklin?
0: I I think
1: it was. Okay, <laughs> one of the founding fathers. So, so that, that's yeah, yeah. one of the things I disagree with them about: is this idea of like, you know. Um, you know, whatever the saying was, and you know, ends with the pursuit of happiness. I, I think, you know, I subscribe to um, much more to the the thought around people like Viktor Frankl or um, or uh, Alfred Adler um, or Jordan Peterson, etc., who sort of drive this idea that you know, it's not happiness that we need to be pursuing. Happiness is like this fleeting byproduct um, when you're in the pursuit of meaning. And again, meaning pursuing meaning is hard. It's, you know, it's difficult. It's painful. You know, it comes with, um, it comes with challenges, but um, you know, it, me, meaning is, you know, meaning is scarce. You can't find infinite meaning. There's no such thing as abundant meaning because if you you know, if everything means everything, you know, there's no hierarchy of like priority or, or the ability for you to understand what actually means more to you. So it's all you know, relative it's,
0: essentially. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. So, 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 you know, at the end of the day, but like you kind of said, we've 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 lost touch and direction with um you know with reality, and we're we're pursuing happiness for the sake of happiness, and that's a really dangerous pursuit because you can find happiness through fucking injecting yourself with heroin, you can find happiness through buying shit you don't need that you can't afford j- just so you can get another you know hit of um happiness, you can find happiness by you know cheating on your loved one, you can find happiness by you know blowing it on, you know, Coke and hookers, like, you, like happiness is a really dangerous pursuit um, if that is the end goal. Whereas, you know, if, if meaning is the pursuit um, and, you know, finding some sort of depth in life, you know, happiness is just like a natural um, a side effect. It's a byproduct of that. Um, but, you know, to, 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 to pursue meaning uh, necessitates uh, longer term thinking. It necessitates uh, sacrificing something from the present, you know, for the potential of something in the future. And, and that requires, you know, really changing your time preference. It really requires you, you know, adopting patience um, and, you know, the, the classic uh, delayed gratification, the marshmallow experiment, right? Like it yeah. it, it really yeah. requires that um, as opposed to, um, you know, as opposed to just burning your future for, for the for the sake of today. And I think, you know, t- tying that back with one final point is like this, you know, the, the rise of kind of like Eastern mysticism and like, you know, Eckhart Tolle and the power of now and all that sort of stuff. I think those concepts, which are really powerful for like, you know, uh, uh, personal, um, let's call it like balance and, you know, meditative state and like, you know, uh, like natural personal peace. Because we've, again, removed nuance, you know, we've just sort of taken the idea of the power of now and say, oh, yeah, look, Eckhart Tolle's stuff, you know, makes me you know feel better, makes me feel more at peace. So let's apply the power of now to everything in society.
0: So,
1: <laughs> I want a car. I want it now. <laughs> I, I, want, I want a credit. I want it now. I want a chocolate. I want it now. It's like, no, no, no. The power of now was like, you know, applicable to, to this thing not to fucking everything so this is again where nuance and critical thinking is so important but it's so missing is um you know particularly with this you know modern millennial generation you know they they buy into these fucking uh retards like what's his name that jay shetty scammer like you know who goes and he's this dude who um who pretended he was a monk um uh, you know, like he literally lied about going to caves and meditating, um, oh, wow. ended up, ended up on Oprah and all he's done his oh, entire God. career is like plagiarized everyone else's um, quotes. <laughs> <Like> everything from <laughs> Tony Robbins to Dalai Lama to everything. He just cuts out their name and he just, put his name there.
0: He's literally and copy pasta.
1: <laughs> he's like, dude, and he, like there's this hilarious video of this chick who just rips him to shreds. Like she's like, oh, look at this quote. Oh, would
0: would you look at that? You know, here's
1: the quotes. Like, like that's so funny. But like
0: that's the kind. Oh, Jesus.
1: Dude, he got on Oprah, he became like a millionaire, and like people just lapped up that shit, which just goes to show you like the world that we live in is like a fucking complete scammer who's got nothing original, who you know, lied about going to a cave and meditating with the monks, (laughs) just like stole a bunch of fluffy, nice sounding quotes. And became an author because he's enlightened. Apparently, (laughs) what an age of enlightenment we live in!
0: Wow, man, it's so funny too because, um, like, like part of that is in this, like, like we have again, we have so much meaning. You talk about like the pursuit. I mean, we have so much information, um, but you talk about like the pursuit of happiness. Like, like happiness is like I like to think of it as like incredibly shallow.
1: And mm, it's just mm, this, this
0: mm. tiny little like shallow sliver on top of life. And the, and in fact, the more that we chase that and that alone, the thinner it gets, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the less it pays off as time goes on. So, uh, and that's how, that's how you get stuck in these cycles of just chasing the next thing. So like I can easily just be happy by sitting on my couch today and eating chips and watching movies. But the longer I do that, or the longer I chase those cheap things, the thinner all of it feels as time goes on. Whereas all the depth of life is in the meaning. It's in the mm-hmm. fact that I ran somewhere and, you know, beat myself up to get somewhere that really changed things that fundam- fundamentally allowed me to sit in a completely different place. And look at the world differently know things and you know like have some knowledge or quote unquote enlightenment about the world or my life and like why i'm even here doing anything and that's the well, real
1: depth and it costs exact cost thank you you just that was the word i was about to drop in there is like everything has a cost and it's like you know th- this ties into this notion that we have today of um these democratic you know republics or you know this government idea of um utopianism and i don't know if you saw that article that i published in the citadel 21 is like libertarians and not utopians like you know libertarians like sometimes you know because we sound like we have all these answers and it's like no you know if you don't do that you know that that won't happen it's like libertarianism like all free free societies are not about some utopia in fact it's Utopianism is actually uh, it's a, it's a state construct. It's like it's it's a it's a ruler or a, you know a group that is you know believes that they know better that they can somehow construct a set of policies or a framework that um that will allow for the perfect society or for for the movement toward a perfect society, which is the height of arrogance and the height of ignorance to to natural law. It's like you know, what you mentioned before about going for a run and the difficulty associated with, you know, sacrificing your chips and sitting on the couch watching television, right? You know, that, that, that has an element of sacrifice. And here we are, like, with these utopian ideals, when I hear things like, um, oh, you know, peace on earth or, um, or you know, we can, we can stop arguing or we can remove conflict or we can remove sacrifice or we can remove hardship. All of those things, like that's where meaning comes from. Like meaning comes from the struggle. Meaning comes from sacrifice. Meaning comes from difficulty. Meaning Arguing comes from overcoming. Doing is how you overth- find
0: truth. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like th- th- this idea that you know, uh, you know, somehow some group of people have you know the have understood the ultimate truth, and through their framework, you know, of government um, or you know, uh, fiat decree. Um, know how they can remove all of these so-called bad things like conflict or you know disagreement or nuance or you know discrimination is one of those ones it's like how do you remove discrimination like the definition of discrimination is choosing so if, you, if you're not allowed to choose me what, what do you have it's like you don't have freedom anymore you have, you know you have north korea like there's no there's no discrimination in north korea so like for those of you who want to abolish discrimination <laughs> have a fuck off and live over there you know there's, there's there's real there's a lot of peace there you know Um, But it's, it's this, you know, like freedom and life is messy. It's, it's unclean, but, but that is, therein lies the, um, where like all diversity emerges from that. That's where all spontaneity, where beauty, where, you know, where differences, where um, discovery, where, um, you know, exploration all comes from, like, you know, the, 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 but where we've kind of become crazed with, Sterilizing all of that, um, and thinking that if we can somehow remove all of that, that life is going to be better. Yeah. And and this is why, like, I, I've actually moved away from this notion of like, you know, I I, you know, I think we all have our ebbs and flows when we see how stupid society is. It's like, man, this has got to be a conspiracy. Like, this has to be planned because it just <laughs> seems too like it seems too perfect. But then when I think about, you know, when when I watch people like I watched the um the Kanye episode with um. With uh, what's his face, Joe Rogan.
0: Joe Rogan, yeah.
1: And I was listening, listening, even to Kanye speak, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, talking about shit like, um, you know, we can create a utopia, you know, where there's, you know, peace with amongst." The, I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck! Here we go, another dictator." Like it's, it's the 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 arrogance and ignorance to believe that a utopia can somehow be, you know,
0: created
1: um, that is absent of conflict and is absent of disagreement and is absent of um, you know, some sort of struggle or sacrifice, flies right in the face of four realities, which is we live in a world that is bound by scarce resources, um, scarce time, uh, uncertainty of the future, none of us can tell the future, and this, the reality of the fact that we subjectively value everything differently. Yeah, with those yeah, four, individuals, can, yeah. We're all individuals, so with those four things, you'll never get rid of conflict. You'll never get rid of struggle. You'll never get rid of disagreement. You'll never get rid of mess unless you abolish all of that um, and you remove subjective individualism. You remove, um, you know, uh, well, I mean, the other three you can't remove because they're they're, they're (laughs) physics, right? But you You can can delude yourself into
0: pretend. Yeah,
1: (laughs) you can pretend exactly. You just delude yourself until you've depleted all of it, like the fucking USSR did, and like you know, other stupid communist did. So it's like. Yeah, like, I think, you know, we've touched on a few things there, but it's like, you know, we no longer, like, philosophies become, like, this thing that no one does anymore because, you know, it's apparently irrelevant. Um, but there's no more thinking about these deeper these deeper subjects. And yeah. Um,
0: yeah. there's a, I can't remember which piece it was, which sucks. Um, I read too much. Um, but uh, <laughs> one of the things that I read on the show Um, was uh, something along the lines of the quote, which is actually very similar to the tyranny quote you were talking about um, uh, earlier, was that evil is born of believing you have nothing left to learn. Mm. Like Mm. it's, it's, it's believing that, you know, like all censorship and like the silencing of discussion and all of these things, it's about believing that you are infallible because... Then obviously you have the right, or you you can silence this discussion because I'm infallible. Obviously, I'm already correct. I've already reached the end of the line here. Therefore, I I should be able to silence discussion. And that is that is literally the source of tyranny is is believing that there's there's no discussion to have that could add to what you know or think about the world. <laughs>
1: Uh, what I'll add some color to that is that um, that it I I believe that it very often or, or probably in all cases doesn't actually stem from an evil place. I actually think it stems from somebody genuinely like you know I'm probably going to get some heat for this, but I actually think even the dictators like your Stalin's and your Hitlers and all of that genuinely in the beginning thought what they were doing was right, and as they um, met resistance um, in their bid. To you know, to fight for their their interpretation of the greater good or their interpretation of what a utopia is of the right, they 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 enacted these fucking tyrannies and atrocities. So, so it's like you don't like um, you don't start off a Nazi prison guard, right? You you start off by having you know some sort of values and you sort of get like pushed a little bit, and you know you do something that transgresses you a little bit, but you're like oh, it's, you know it's it's for the totally greater good. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, like, increment by increment by increment, you look back and you, you started off here somewhere, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? Like, you know, you've become a completely different person. And I think this, um, you know, evil is just this incremental movement away from reality in the pursuit of, you know, one person or one group's idea of what a utopia is. Um, and th- that that idea is actually like I'm going to be exploring that idea in the, in the new Bitcoin Times that I'm my, my piece that I'm doing in there. But uh, I, I I'm convinced that you know all tyrannies started off as some you know utopian ideal. Yeah, um, it, it's this idea that um, you know perfection can be attained. And the thing is, perfection is found in irregularity. Perfection is found actually in imperfection. Um, I'm sounding like some fucking Zen Buddhist now, but it's like,
0: I totally um, agree. I get, I get where you're going (laughs) with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, um, and and
0: this ridiculous
1: notion, (laughs) this ridiculous notion that we can found
0: in imperfection.
1: (laughs) I'm going to quote that Um, (laughs) like our, our arrogant notion that we can remove imperfection in the pursuit of perfection is like the, the death blow to life. Yeah. Like, we, we we kill life, <laughs> we kill ourselves in the pursuit of like perfection, which is the lowest standard. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, yeah, man. It's, um, there, there, was, there was something else I went on a ramble there, but um, anyway, it, it'll
0: Lost come. the tangent. Okay, yeah, um, well, I actually want to go back to an earlier point. Um, before I want to ask you about like Amber app and Bitcoin Times and all that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, we'll sure. come back to that in just a second, though. Um, was, uh, uh, we were talking about like the things that are scarce and how like those things are what like add meaning to our lives. And then, then we also brought up the point that, you know, technology is, um, uh, unbiased a technology is not inherently good or evil. It just kind of is. And, uh, like kind of the process of evolution, like the process of being human is to adapt to our environment and i think that's one of the real major things that has caused so many problems today is that our environment is changing technology is our environment right our environment is changing faster than we know how to adapt like we're incredibly particularly as a society maybe as individuals there's a degree that we can start to adjust but as a society we are painfully slow at adapting to some, some of these things, whereas our technology is moving at literal light speed now. And because of that, we're in this constant flailing to catch up with our environment. So with scarcity being reintroduced, knowing that like meaning comes from that, which like where while we're getting abundance everywhere else, how, does, how do you think Bitcoin fits into this? Like the reintroduction of some extreme form of scarcity that we can attach value to in this new environment what do you what do you think that does to being human
1: you know like have I, I actually have thought about this really really um deeply and so so this idea that um, technology is getting away from us and moving away from us, I think is a ramification or a side effect of the fiat disease mm-hmm. so Fundamentally, and we look uh, all throughout history, is um, technology and the, the advancement and development of technology was driven by need. You know, like I, I need you know to feed more people, so we came up with better ways to to you know do things. So so generally, there was this sort of lockstep of um, need being the the mother. Of, I mean, we even know the saying, "Necessity is the mother of all invention," right? Mm-hmm. So what what happened was is and again. Like I, I'm, I'm using logic to come to this conclusion as opposed to the sources. So don't ask me for fucking sources. You know, whoever's listening out there. But I it's want like, your chart? <laughs> show me, show <laughs> me the scientific evidence. Um, so if if we look at um, you know fear and this sort of emergence of uh, printing money, which money again represents the resource that we use to um, to enable. Uh, invention or to it to, to, to help enable or to spur on innovation. We flooded our fucking system with all this cheap money which no was detached to actual need in society for things that we you know would have developed. Because you know in, in a functional society, if you go and invent something that nobody fucking needs, no one's gonna buy it. So what's gonna happen? You're gonna go bust, you're gonna go broke. But I mean and and need is not like again to to add some nuance there it's not black and white so so in a in a society that's lost its fucking mind need kind of pops up in different ways but it's not real need it's kind of like this superficial need that's driven by consumption or the pursuit of happiness or like the next fucking high as opposed to actual need that's driven by meaning or, or production or productive capacity so so we we had all this capital flood and Basically, accelerate the development of technologies and shit that we don't fucking need, and that we're not ready to adopt. Um, and now we're we're drowning in like this sea of information and the sea of shit of stuff that we actually didn't need in the first place. Like we don't need fucking Instagram. Like, and you know, would Instagram have been invented? I don't know. You know, I actually think most likely no. Um, you know, in in a world that was actually more sound. But like, we we've sort of built this. Uh, this house of cards of stuff on top of stuff, on top of stuff, on top of stuff with complete disregard to like the, um, the foundation of what's needed. You know, what do we actually have? What resources do we have? Like, we're not measuring anything. We've lost all, you know, reliable price signals. We've lost all mechanisms for, for measuring like uh, throughout the world, like what, what is actually required right now? Like we, we've got all these malinvestments, malused resources, overproduction here, underproduction there, subsidies for plastic, you know, uh, fucking uh, taxes for carbon and for energy products. It's like, it, it, everything's like mishmash. So, so the, I think at the end of that is this deranged um, evolution of technology that has become so heavily weighted to things in the bits and um, bytes side of the world um where information is you know this concept that's free so, so we've kind of like almost like a bodybuilder like you know that that mean that brazilian bodybuilders like got those big biceps and nothing else it's like that, that's that's what the world looks like today <laughs> yeah. it's like you know we've overdeveloped in one area nothing else is developed we haven't developed you know uh, depth of morality and ethics we haven't you know we haven't developed in like uh, educating ourselves we've got these you know state indoctrination fucking institutions called schools which teach us, teach us to go through bash any individual, individuality out of us for 12 years and send us out on the other side knowing how to regurgitate and look for fucking sources instead of think so it's like all of these other areas were completely underdeveloped but we've got all this you know tech that's been fueled by cheap money and cheap credit and you know narcissism and you know this pursuit of dopamine uh, hits and serotonin hits that you get by getting a fucking like so it's like it's all become deranged so Coming back to then the original question around Bitcoin. Getting all animated here. I need to calm down. Um, Just keep
0: rolling. Keep rolling. Keep (laughs) going. Get some coffee. Bitcoin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is me on water. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee is dangerous. Um, the, The reintroduction of Bitcoin, I think, will help, you know, bring us back to a world where we consume what we need you know, we, we come back to producing something that actually provides a benefit or, and a benefit in the sense of better allocation of resources or the more efficient use of finite resources um, and the actual, the the advantage to first the individual who built it for, for you know, whatever means they need um, and then the advantage of anyone who sees value in it, who's willing to trade their scarce money for the use of that object, tool, invention, innovation. So, and a lot of us in Bitcoin, we feel it today. You know, I mean, the the very notion of hodling is, you know, that this it's deflationary in nature. We know that purchasing power is going to be maintained with Bitcoin. And now, arguably, one could say, oh yeah, but that's because you know Bitcoin is appreciating and it's still emerging. But but it doesn't matter. Like in a world where um, productivity is increasing, where innovation is moving forward, the purchasing power of money will actually continue to increase. It well, it's yeah. It, it, it's going to be incremental later obviously it's not going to be like now but at the end of the day it makes you think fucking twice before you spend your money so we buy and allocate resources more intelligently because of because we're paying for something or buying something, something that we need as opposed to blindly chasing happiness consumption and the next high which is i think a derangement of the fiat system so yeah is that an answer i don't know
0: no yeah no i, t- I totally like kind of the general idea is that like we've been we, we've been in this constant state we used to have a strong foundation to work off of and then we lost sight of it because we lost like going back to your point about like you know we used to invent out of necessity now all of our necessity because we had we used to have a strong foundation to work off of our necessity became just social need like 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 pleasing each other or f- like Making sure that, you know, like we had people listening to our show and, you know, all this stuff, like it, it became more and more surface layer. Um, yes. just very much, very much like that, you know, pursuit of happiness, like that thin layer yeah. on top. We just had a veneer and then we started stacking veneer on top of veneer on top of veneer and then never took time to notice the fact that someone was wiping the foundation out of our entire structure. The, the The foundation was just being chipped away and chipped away by the money printers. And all of our price signals went chaotic, and our veneers became less and less like they just they just went chaos. like they did they don't mean anything anymore because they're not attached to what the ultimate goal was. And kind of the beauty of Bitcoin in that context is that it's a new foundation. It doesn't have a veneer on it yet. We're yeah, literally yeah. starting a new building next to it and being like, guys, you got to get out of that building before. I mean, look at that foundation. That shit is crumbling. You got to get nothing out of there it. anymore. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's, it's sort of, it's we, we built this top heavy thing with nothing down here. And it's, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's like sort of swaying in the wind now. It's like, I mean, th- like sometimes I, I play the thought experiment in my mind. I'm like, you know, imagine if we had, imagine all the resources that have been wasted in, like, you know, large-scale, whether it's large-scale wars, whether it's, like, um, ridiculous fucking taxes and, you know, poor regulation and, you know, then the management of that fucking ridiculous regula- regulatory, um, you know, infrastructure that's been in, uh, created. Um, and then, you know, the, the like, we've created perverted needs, basically. So So by going in and, for example, regulating the the more efficient production of energy, let's say, like imagine how much further we would be in terms of not only like efficiency, but um, the uh, the extraction of, let's just even say fossil fuels. You know, again, I'm you know the SJWs out there going to crucify me, but we would be extracting and using fossil fuels so much more intelligently now, had we not gone and taxed the fuck out of the stuff, um, and you know. And got uh, moved our best minds away from focusing on how to get more out of the finite resource that we have, and push them into banking and fucking software. That's literally where all the best minds in the world ran off to. Because think about the people. They were legal.
0: Think about like I mean, you could probably point to almost any industry today, like like advertising. Uh, I think it was <laughs> uh, was it Gigi's piece i can't i can't remember which thing i read this in um but uh talking about how advertising is probably orders up because we're in a society that just does nothing but push consumption 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 <laughs> so advertising is probably 10x as big as it would be um 100 100 Banking. uh medical medical is completely yep, yep. like like talking about that thin veneer like why yep. why do we have 8 billion medicines like yep. We don't. You don't need eight billion. You need. You need health. <laughs> you, yeah, need, you, you need food. Back <laughs> to the foundation. Like, yep. So anyway, sorry, to interrupt.
1: No, no, no. You, you literally nailed it. It's like we 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 have perverted um the the basis of need and in, in this kind of like um like society that's just losing control. That's that you know tying back to what you said in the beginning, like directionless um period that we're in, um you know we confuse uh we we confuse like foundational need with you know the surface level need um and then we we keep layering on like we don't need like another fucking um, I mean, maybe we need another Twitter that doesn't just sense to people, but let's just like, we, we don't need another fucking TikTok. Like we don't need another stupid um, social media thing that we can fucking look at each other and jack off on. Like it, it's, it, that, that, that is not, there's so many other problems in society today. And you've got some of the brightest people out there, like engineers who could be solving problems that help the world. They're building useless fucking apps that are, you know, slightly different than someone else's because you know, investors understand that the world is fucking deranged and that what matters today is clicks and likes and shares as opposed to real problems. And, and I honestly think that that is, you know, when people talk about um, Bitcoin fixes this and, you know, I know old mate Rusty Russell or whatever, he kind of bags out like, oh, you know, the stuff that Bitcoin is said, but it's bullshit. Like Bitcoin actually does fix so much. And, and you really have to understand these um, these base incentive-driven mechanisms of society. And when you see how much how much societies become perverted, because those incentives have fucking completely been skewed, um, you know, we, we no longer, and I honestly think this is the best way to do it, is we no longer innovate for need um, or, or for foundational need, we just innovate because we're fucking innovating, um, because we're pursuing consumption and happiness um, and all the wrong things, um, we, it's for, you know, it's for fiat need.
0: It's for, yes, and, and I don't mean that yes. in the sense that, yes. like, oh, it's just for whatever reason. It's for whatever serves the political apparatus that's moving yes. the funds. Yes, you you fiat chase, need is the perfect word. You chase you chase where it's coming from. Like like we're we're doing it to to get the grant. We're doing it to fulfill the subsidy. We're doing it to get around the regulation. <laughs> we're doing it to sue somebody because look at this law, holy crap. I'm gonna be a lawyer because this whole stack of nonsense means that we're gonna have a whole industry around just suing each other uh, for the corners of your phone. Um, like it just- Exactly. The entire environment, rather than coming from the needs based in reality and scarcity and meaning of life, it's it's need of authority. It's like, what did they say uh, are the rules? What did they say the reality is? And now let's all respond and reorganize based on how to capitalize on that because they're the ones that are trickling down the value or or moving trillion, I mean, four, five, six trillion dollars a year just being pushed around by these guys. That becomes a new reality. And it works until we just run out of shit.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. So, so I think you just like fiat need just literally nails it because, and this is again, the problem with that top-down authority and, you know, all the things you just mentioned there, you know, regulation and this and that. And I think, again, for anyone who's grasping at trying to find an example, 2020 is a perfect example. <laughs> we don't need fucking masks, but all of a sudden, you know, there's, you know, a need and art of like it's artificial need has been created for all these idiots to go now produce all the sorry I shouldn't call them idiots like entrepreneurs and businesses to produce masks. For so something Whoever did it first is the idiot.
0: smartest in the room, you Correct. know technically. Correct.
1: So, but 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 it's it's the meeting or it's the it's the solution to a fiat need. It's the solution to an artificial need that has been created because of a stupid decree. Same thing with um with the the testing. Um, same thing with what they're going to say with this fucking whatever the vaccine is going to be we need a vaccine we don't need a vaccine it's just you said so and now all of a sudden whoever you know develops this vaccine is going to get filthy fucking rich like I mean without going too much in the corona talk but like that that vaccine thing is going to be like you know people are going to be forced to take a vaccine that they don't need and the government's going to say it's free because the government's going to pay for it. But we pay the government in terms of taxes. So we're going to be paying for our own vaccine. for something (laughs) that we don't need. It's like (laughs) if there was ever a perversion. And Pfizer is going
0: to make hundreds of billions
1: of dollars. Because we are literally ourselves paying for something that we don't need. And it's like if there was ever an argument for the perversion of resource allocation, thanks to top-down you know, authoritarian um, or top-down authority. Let's just call call it that. Let's not even give it the term authoritarian. This is it. Like, we're making shit we just don't fucking need, never would have needed in the history of humanity. And let's just waste all the resources on that. Yeah.
0: And so funny, like going back to your point of uh, um, the article that you wrote, the libertarianism is not utopianism, uh, Mm -hmm. which by the way, the picture for that uh, is the, this, I had never seen Incredible. it before, and I just, I was <laughs> dying, I was absolutely dying, um, but uh, I think we shared it around in the, the knots crew, and then it went into my signal crew with, like, my family or whatever, like, that one, made around, <laughs> that made us around a couple of times, <laughs> um, but uh, in that, uh, that idea is that it's not about creating a perfect world it's about creating the right incentives and the right pricing that just prevents that sort of dog shit yeah
1: yeah, yeah. and and there's going to be conflict there's going to be people who disagree, but you know that they'll they'll yeah. solve it based on need, not because someone said so um,
0: but th- it will be there will be an underlying truth to argue about <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there
0: will be an underlying uh actual productivity or an like real pricing and real value of how people value things based in an actual scarce money, like like a totem that actually measures, like, like as if inches actually measure distance. If it stopped measuring yes. distance, it wouldn't make sense to build things based on inches if that's not what it was measuring anymore. And money is yep. no longer measuring value and scarcity. It's measuring decree. Yes. It's measuring a political atmosphere which is not based in reality. It's just opinion. Yeah. It's just Yeah, it's just opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah, this...
0: we've lost sight of it. Like uh, just this everything's upside down and backwards and we need more okay. naked ladies with guns and pot smoking horses.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> with mushrooms all over absolutely. the place. <laughs> Dude, I copped a bit of heat from that one. <laughs> it was funny. I was like, I don't give a shit, man. I'm I'm admiring this. Like, that's the world we need. <laughs> so but funny. um it's 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 so true, man. It's like we I, I think the point there about money is like it, you know, if we can all agree that money's the I mean it's become the resource, but like fundamentally it's supposed to represent the resource of Um, the product of our labor and you know the product of our labor is again you know time energy mixed with finite resources so like if if that sort of ties back really tightly to 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 money we actually have a you know a a basis in reality from which to make appropriate decisions um and from which to solve problems because um you know there's you know this another i think you know fallacy um, I remember what I was going to talk about before the Rousseauian fallacy is this idea that, you know, humans are, uh, are are not flawed. Like humans are perfect, which is such a load of shit. It's, you know, humans are fundamentally not perfect, but this Rousseauian, um, you know, uh, idea, like he was a, um, a philosopher, I think a French philosopher, um, in sort of the 17th, 18th century. And, you know, he sort of, or could have been later, pushed this idea that, um, uh, humans are perfect. And if it, um, and if it was like, all we have to do to ensure perfection is, um, is, you know, build like the, the, the perfect Institute that is, um, you know, that, that looks like man. And I'm completely butchering the, the notion here, but the, the idea is that um, like the opposite to the idea of recognizing that human beings are flawed and that we're all different and that we're not all going to get along and that there's always going to be conflict, but building um, structures um, or hierarchies of competence, um, you know, that allow us in our differences, in our f- complete fallibility, in our um, in our disagreement, to actually cooperate and work together. Um, and sort of the the you know Rousseau was sort of like the 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 forefather for um for you know like almost utopian communist thought is that you know human beings are all perfect. And, you know, if only they just, you know, if only things were just like this, then everyone would be perfect and happy, which doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, well, it, so, it, it
0: begs the question is, it's like why do you know that if it was like this, it would be right. Like, like that is your like this. What about the person sitting next to you? They have a like this that is different than yours. Why yours? <laughs>
1: like, and, and somehow they miss that. Somehow they miss that. They, they, they like literally skim over the fact that the person sitting next to them might have a completely different set of values and beliefs. Um, and you know, how do we reconcile what's right there and what's wrong? I don't know. So, so, um, now that I have mentioned that I, I lost my other point, <laughs> this old age is getting to me guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: All right. So right here, uh, we totally lose our train of thought completely and then, Uh, talk about for about 45 seconds or a minute about uh, all the great things we were probably going to talk about but couldn't remember before we finally kind of get back on track. So this is probably a great place to take a break and talk about our awesome new sponsor for the show. So when I talk to you guys about holding your own keys, uh, the gold standard for serious cold storage is a solid, simple, secure hardware wallet. Uh, I've recently been digging into the Bitbox O2 uh, and this thing is awesome. It is Swiss made with privacy, quality, reliability and independence as a top focus. Um with the Bitbox app ready to go, it's super simple, uh, has a really quick micro SD seed backup with a and they give you the card already. Um, which is actually great because I'm kind of sick of writing down my seed words everywhere and to have something physical that I can kind of keep track of. I really like that. Um, And I don't know of another wallet that does that. Uh, The design is really minimal. It's Bitcoin only and legit. The Bitbox will make you a Bitcoiner in under 10 minutes. You don't own your Bitcoin until you hold your keys. Bitbox is a low-cost, secure, high-quality solution to that problem. So check them out at guyswan.comslash Bitbox. Uh, so if you're getting your first hardware wallet, your second hardware wallet, or one for a family member who needs to take that first step and hold their own keys, this is a great solution to that problem. Again, that is slash Bitbox. All right, let's jump back into our chat with Alex Spetsky. Um, have you been keeping up with Lightning
1: lately? No, dude. I've been completely out of touch with um with the t- more techie side of things. What's going on? Missing Tell out.
0: Me. So, uh, uh, the Sphinx app stuff has base is like basically coming into its own right now. Which is a uh encrypted chat app that just is routing over Lightning. Um, and I've okay. been so jacked about that. Like, so it's it's basically Telegram. Um, but uh, one of the really clever tricks. <laughs> they're doing with it is telegram attached to lightning you know everything's just built on lightning essentially um and uh uh at first like i'm just thinking like like i always wanted a just an encrypted chat app anyway that i could just you know easily pay you know send send to and from bitcoin kind of thing attach it to my node and then i know beyond question it's attached to my public key so unless somebody has access to my money obviously nobody can read my messages like because that's how it's built, um, and uh, uh, which is one of the really cool things that Paul, uh, the main guy over there, building it uh, with with their team. Um, uh, I've spoken to him a couple of times. Every time I talk to the guy, I'm, I just walk away, and I'm so bullish. Like I'm just like so jacked. I don't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> and he's talking about how like it's one of the most easy. He's been working with internet protocols and code and stuff since literally like the early '90s and stuff, like before the internet was really the internet. Um, And he said he's never been so confident in something is going to be the standard. He's just like, no, it just, everything just makes sense. He's like, you know, when you figure out a protocol to securely send and receive money, doing anything else with it is just dirt simple.
1: Yeah. Well, just, you just just
0: put it into the same little packet and you know, you already know how secure it is. You already know how reliable it is. Um, And uh, so like, that's got me totally jacked. And he's put a podcast player, Uh, like put an app a podcast app in it so that um, like in our tribe in the bitcoin audio knots which we've got like 10 or 15 people in there uh, now and we're slowly moving over to sphinx people can play the show in the app and then they pay like uh, a tenth of a penny every minute to listen to the show
1: i I assume it's priced in sets it's in sats. Yeah. It's like a hundred sats. Yeah, okay. Like
0: if you, if you have like a slider, you can choose like how much you want to do, but I just, I shoot mine all the way up to just a hundred. Um, cause Adam Curry, the, the guy who created podcasts, um, is on this now. He just announced really? it on his show. Um, he's apparently been a big Bitcoiner for a long time, has been running a lightning wow. for a while Whoa. Um, and has been talking to Paul for some time in the background. He just announced on his show, like, uh, I guess at the beginning of this week, if I'm not mistaken, um, that uh, he's doing a tribe on Sphinx. And there's like 100 people in there donating, like everybody's just buying a node from Sphinx or whatever and donating sats like crazy. Um, and it's awesome, it's awesome. There's a huge, huge crew you can tip and you've listened to the podcast. I listened to his whole podcast and I'd send him like a, um, I don't know, like a buck and 10 cent or something, I think, for the episode. <laughs> Um, but i was streaming money to him the whole time i'm listening to it so if i stop 20 minutes in i don't want to listen to the rest
1: of it well then i don't i don't pay anymore can you stop here? dude th- th- this is i mean this is an example of like w- whenever i hear people you know say something as dumb as uh you know it's all over for bitcoin and stuff like that i mean i, I did that talk obviously last year which is you know blockchain is dead the future is on lightning yeah the future is here one of, my favorites. It, Still one of my dude, favorites i love that shit
0: it's so unapologetic
1: <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's but it's 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 happening man it's happening it, it, it just gives me so much pleasure because that, that was now two years ago and it's like i mean i don't know it like th- this this
0: it's moving it a things mile like a minute like it's it is man. so fast it's unbelievable and it's funny like like it took forever to really bootstrap the foundation of this thing to like really get the network underway, but the foundation is strong enough now and like the main pieces are worked out these the next couple of stages is are going to be so fast i mean literally it's like every week or two like something big drops um the recent developments in like breeze wallet and phoenix um phoenix you can now send money to people while they're not online um Mm -hmm. uh breeze uh now it will open channels automatically if you receive a payment that you don't have the capacity for it automatically it just charges you a 0.1% fee to open a new channel in the background. And then it automatically opens the channel, broadcasts it, and then updates the commitment to push the transaction to you. So it works as fast as any other Lightning channel and you don't even know.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Like it's just immediate. Yeah. like, and this is, this is the beginning. This is the beginning. You know, yeah. like we're just getting rolling. <laughs>
1: I love what you said there about spending some time building the foundation. Because again, like everything that you see uh, in the Bitcoin space is almost analogous to that idea of, you know, nine hours of um, sharpening the axe and one hour of chopping. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, it's kind of like, how did you chop the tree in one hour? Like, that's a lot of work. It's because, you know, we've done this, we've built this foundation and and that time has been spent to like... To build something you can build on. Where and and again, you look at the Ethereums and every other fucking shit coin out there, is they've done it the other way around. Like, and, and this is why like I'm adamant that crypto is fiat. You know, anything other than Bitcoin is just fucking new age modern digital fiat, just run by nerds and dweebs who didn't learn the lesson, um, you know, co-opted some you know nice words in Bitcoin, like, you know, let's throw around the word decentralized, let's throw around the word blockchain. Um, and assume that we're doing the same thing, but taking like, and this is, again, comes back to the, the principles, right? Is they haven't learned any principles. Like Bitcoin's principles are, you know, patience, are, you know, this, this low time preference, like our build a foundation, like our immutability, like they're the, they're the principles. It's like, well, we're going to beat Bitcoin by throwing away those principles, <laughs> taking like bringing our principles from the fiat world and building a competitor. It's like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and, and they're gonna wonder why like their thing's collapsing whilst Bitcoin tech is fucking mooning. Yeah. And and yeah. They, they have the audacity to sit there and say like, oh yeah, nothing's happening on Bitcoin. Well
0: they wow. have the they have the they have that mindset of chasing the next hype just as fast as they can go. So they're building something as quickly as they can and releasing it so they get that short term bump. And then it falls and people realize it. it either a the foundation is breaking or like now they've got to do maintenance they've got all this like technical debt to fix everything else i mean they're having they're having to re-foundation all of ethereum bitcoin doesn't have to touch that that.
1: um and
0: So so while bitcoin spends three years four years laying out an incredibly strong foundation for the next protocol they think they've already won because they had yeah. their hype cycle, and now it's yeah. on the downturn, and now they're having to fix all the problems they got. Whereas the foundation is now finally robust, and at the end of the race, now we're now we're moving at light speed, and they're fixing problems.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like if there, if there was ever um, a micro, uh, like a microcosm of the clusterfuck that is the fiat system, with completely. Maligned investments, misallocated funds, you know, uh, uh, a porous uh, foundation, and like you know, completely deranged um, uh, outcomes. Is yeah. like you know, Ethereum is a is a miniature version of what's happening in the world today. Like all the wrong things at all the wrong times in all the wrong order, and it's spaghetti.
0: <laughs> we're gonna be but doing We're apparently stupid ones. <laughs> Um, we're going to be doing an episode of uh, Shitcoin Insider on it uh, very soon. And I'm really excited.
1: Coin Insider? What the
0: hell is that? Uh, you, don't, you, you haven't heard about it yet? I have I not heard
1: about this? I mean, um, we're, only yeah. it, we're only two episodes deep.
0: We're only okay. two episodes deep. It's really early. Um, but uh, it's me and my uh, co-host who is not to be named. Um, uh-huh. But we dig uh, heavily. Now we're actually, this will be the first show where we have a guest on. Um, but uh, it's literally, it's Bitcoin maximalists explaining and digging into what's going on in shitcoins. uh so the really? first so, so what, who, who
1: are the guests are the guests actual shit coiners or
0: uh uh no well we may have we may have actual shitcoiners on at some point uh-huh. but it's people uh-huh. who know um uh, who know very much about the things that we're talking about or who have been yeah. involved in the project in the past at least the people that we have lined up right now um and uh our first episode um with just me and the co-host uh was uh, uh uh all about um what was our first episode about oh my god it's been like 3 <laughs> dude i keep thinking about filecoin because we haven't we wanted to do an episode about it dude my brain my brain is all over the place right now the second episode we just we just finished one on bch and bsv yeah. um and uh god it was great the and it was like perfect timing too because they just had the fork um or they're just another fork you know bch is a has a fork in like two days um and they're trying to implement a tax in the protocol
1: oh oh, it's that one that that one's happening
0: uh and then bsv uh just found out that their uh multi-sig um used uh the wrong script they did just kind of a band-aid it because they ripped p2sh just out of the protocol (laughs) Mm -hmm. um they uh um they put it back together with just a basic script, um, which is basically like a P2wpKH, I think, whatever the hell it is, um, the one basically where you have to do public keys. Um, and uh, when they did it, the script that they use, uh, because the stack is like reversed in Bitcoin, it's like kind of counterintuitive. They used uh, uh, what would it be greater than Yeah, they used greater than or equal instead of less than or equal. And uh, in doing so, uh, they implemented this thing and apparently did not test. They did not test the fail scenario, the succeed scenario, or the um, I have too many signatures scenario. All they did was just test the perfect threshold. It's like, oh, if I have a two of three, does two keys unlock it? Yes, it does. Okay, we're good. But since it's backwards, it's two keys or less will unlock it. (laughs) So, and what is less than two? Zero.
1: Uh,
0: you can just wow. put a bunch of zeros in the signature spot and you can steal anybody's coins on All multisig yeah, on wow. BSV. Wow. Um,
1: Do you know what I'm picturing now? You know that meme with the, um, with the I, I don't know if it's even got a name, that like that drawing of that face where like um, people make fun of the brain like, or is like, I don't know, either got like a frog in the brain or something or like a... Broken bicycle. Like uh, the, the 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 complete retard. Like man <laughs> I, I don't think there is anything as dumb as BSV. Like I, I would argue that it's dumber than Dentacoin, dumber than the whole lot, man. It's like the complete derangement. I think Defi like I saw pretty around, bad DeFi's pretty bad. Look, um, it is, but it's like
0: that, was, that sure, was our first episode, by the way. I I remember now. I couldn't I couldn't remember. I had to
1: talk about BSV for a little bit. But I'm sure I'm sure there's some like um, naive but probably intelligent um, engineers in or around the DeFi space who had just sort of been indoctrinated in either you know they've probably got like some you know I've got a finance and um, you know computer science degree or something like that, right? Like <laughs> coming out. Of it. So so I'm sure there's some smart kids, but that have just been you know, indoctrinated into stupidity and believe that they're doing something. So, 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 mm-hmm. so but but, I, I just think like, you have to be a complete fucking nitwit to, to have anything to do with DSV. Like, I, I, I'm sorry that there is no like, there's zero defense there. Like, the, this is the, why, the this thing- This is why
0: I love having you on the show. This is why I love talking to you because I always <laughs> really try to be like, I try to like not go, go there. I try to be like nice. And then, but this is, this is what's going through my head every time I try to explain anything. Dude, like it's is my, is my inner voice. <laughs>
1: just... Channel, Bye. you're in a Svetsky. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's, um, they're, they're beyond deranged. Like they, they... Roger, I don't know, he, you know, he, he put that tweet up the other day. Is like, oh, you know, uh, Bitcoin's broken, because, you know, his, his shit little meme with, like, the Bitcoin um, and the oh, Lightning network. He does. Like, but I, I I almost feel sorry for Roger, because, like, and I saw Giacomo kind of reply to one of his tweets recently. He's like, come on, man, give it up. Like, you know, you've lost. It's over. We're going to have a bigger fight to, you know, fight in the, in the coming decades. So, you know, why don't you just come and join us? And, like, that was actually a really good sort of reply to him because as much as um, Roger's a moron, like, I think, you know, in some ways his heart's in the right place. Like the, the thing is, he's just stupid, but his heart I think was in the right place. Like in terms of his, um, his you know, some of his libertarian views and, you know, like th- this and that, so. What I think I his think, end
0: goal was, like is basically the same as ours, you know?
1: Correct. He's just, you know, somehow like, again, whether, through greed or through stupidity or through short-sightedness or through whatever um you know he's become so attached to something that is so clearly dead in the water like absolutely dead on arrival and dead in the water um so i don't know like but but for, for bsv for example so like i have zero remorse absolutely no remorse like that okay. is like you you have to be a fucking moron but like you know BCH, like, I actually think that over the next, probably, I mean, after this bull run sort of peaks and, you know, starts to trough again, I think, you know, if, if Roger still hasn't come back to Bitcoin, he will have probably committed suicide. Like, I, I just don't think there's
0: anything there. Like I think he'll probably he'll just leave himself.
1: altogether. Um, all that, we'll just all that, but about I mean, him. the guy built a brand in it. So, so I don't know, like, I mean, it, it's, it's a tough one, right? Like, yeah, true. you know, cause identity, like, there's another good Tony Robbins saying, which is, um, is that there's no force stronger in the human psyche than the need to stay consistent with your identity. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's so important. And and that's why, like, when, when I used to do things like, you know, I was studying psychology for a while and all this sort of stuff. And I hate, like, again, Uh, university study teach you fiat fucking psychology where they, where they, you know, teach you that there's a patient and that there's something wrong with someone and that you somehow have to fix them and, you know, that the way to fix them is to, you know, involve them with therapies for fucking 10, 15 years and drugs and all this crap. Like, I don't subscribe to any of that. Like, again, I'm sort of squarely in the, in the Adlerian um, school of like personal responsibility and that there's no such thing as trauma. There's, you know, and there's, and there's no, uh, victim, uh, situation, like you, you solve it yourself, but, and and Tony Robbins comes across, you know, much in that sort of, um, light as well, but it's, um, you know, when you look at, uh, when you want to help someone, um, quit smoking, for example, like you, you, you help them re-identify who they are, you know, and, and when they come to the point where I am not a smoker, um, they actually can finally move beyond. Not someone who said, "Oh, I used to smoke, but I don't smoke anymore." They they haven't actually moved beyond and changed that identity. So it'll be really interesting to see with um with Roger whether like he's literally identified as a Bitcoin cashier now. Like that that's part of his psyche. It's part of his thing. Like it it'll be really interesting to see whether he'll actually and, and it takes so much courage to like kill that part of you. Um, yeah. And that especially, as you
0: know, heavily invested in it. As he, is
1: Jesus Christ! So that's why I think, like, he's either going to end up in a mental institution, or he's going to like have to disappear. Like, I don't know, um, or he's going to have to come back to it. I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And th- this is,
0: I man, I'd welcome him back. I mean, he's he's kind of an ass, you know. And but I mean, a bunch of us are. And, and uh, like, I'd, I'd like to have a conversation with him if he, if he finally basically was like, okay, you know, it was it was a wrong way to do things. But I still think I still think we can reach this future. I'd, I'd be very interested.
1: Yeah. And we're gonna need all the hands we can get. Like, I yeah. think, um, whether it was before you press record or in the in the beginning of this, we're talking about how Ah, uh, this decade is going to be messy. Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm literally preparing myself, like mentally and physically, for a tough decade. It's it's unfortunate because I kind of wanted to enjoy my thirties, but I I'm, I'm increasingly getting the sense that my thirties are going to be um, a a really tough decade. I think there's going to be stupid laws stupid restrictions more money printing negative interest rates you know complete misallocation of like all sorts of weird and deranged and stupid things going on um which are going to tear apart society and like there's going to be more riots more killings more shit like that and and i hate to sound like a fucking doomsday but um you know i mean as as society becomes more deranged there's always you know we, we've got this sort of growing pocket or this growing um Uh, you know, Noah's Ark or whatever that, you know, we kind of keep strengthening. But I think, you know, the only way to kind of emerge from this dumpster fire that is going to only get worse is for all of our, um, you know, for for the Bitcoiners to actually have a strong enough uh, financial influence or monetary influence when the time comes to actually rebuild. And and, and like, arguably, I don't know, I, I honestly think we're living in the most exciting time in history. It's because... In, in all prior um, catastrophes and collapses and revolutions and all that sort of stuff, wealth has actually been destroyed along the way. Like, um, you know, I, I mean, unless you're able to hold to your gold or something like that, but, but fundamentally like property, businesses, like all, all those other ways of um, measuring wealth get absolutely decimated along the way. And I think a lot of that's gonna happen this decade. But, you know, the, those of us with, you know, who are, you know, the rebels and the revolutionaries and all that sort of stuff, um, you know, who, who are coming to Bitcoin or already in Bitcoin, the, the, the trump card we seem to have is that we are probably going to be the richest motherfuckers in the world um, when the time comes to rebuild stuff. Um, and well, we're
0: rebuilding now, like, like the people in Bitcoin are literally building foundations
1: for exactly the things to solve. Everything that's collapsing. Correct, correct. But but I, I think you know that I, I'm i even going a little bit more broader. I, I think you know what other things are going to end up broken. Okay. Like yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so like we're we're actually going to need to. And, and this is where I like if um, I got asked recently, it's like oh you know if Amber's really successful, what are you going to do long term? I was like well look you know if I grow Amber, build it up, you know, and it gets to a certain point. Like I, I'm not the CEO to run a. Um, square level company you know or even even company the tenth the size of that you know maybe a hundredth um but uh, you know once once i get big enough where you know i'm noticed by you know governments and you know like i I get mired in regulatory horseshit i'll probably sell the company to someone bigger and then i'll take all that money put it into bitcoin and kind of probably go into like writing and you know philosophy and all of that and then with the idea to kind of remerge down the track to build private cities because I honestly think that the, the the world is going to change in such a way over the next 10 years that at the other end, it's going to be the building of um, advanced uh, private cities where all the, um, where like the vanguard or the the last that's left of, you know, the men of the mind and the women of the mind are going to happen. Like it's literally a, it's an Ayn Rand Atlas shrugged fucking golds gulch that we like Bitcoin is golds gulch. Um, and as everything starts to collapse around, you know, those of us who have protected our wealth and our sanity in Golds Gulch and in good, you know, in good uh, information and first principles knowledge, we're going to have to come back after the lights of New York go out to to rebuild the shit. Um, and
0: have you uh, <laughs> have you read? Um, I guess and or listened to um, the uh, Bitcoin in the Rhythms of History brandon quittam's recent piece
1: no 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 no, not yet it's um but i am gonna listen to it it's on my to listen to
0: it. Um, you got to it's a good one it's all about yeah. the fourth turning and this decade and like the foundation of like that way of thinking god it's so good
1: um really i haven't been able to stop thinking about it since i'll i'll have to read because because i did i didn't read the fourth turning or i listened to the fourth turning on audiobook i, I didn't like it that much um i i felt like um, I felt like the the idea of the, um, the generational um, seasons was really good. I think that's powerful. Um, I think the, you know, uh, I, I just felt, and then sort of the archetypes of each one, I think that was also relatively powerful. But um, wh- I, I, where I had a beef with their book was their, their conclusions at the end of this idea that the way for us to get through this fourth turning is to, all come together and you know have better um you know government institutions. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <It's> like,
0: <laughs> that's like, funny. I, I, I haven't actually read the book. Um, I've had it on my list for a while. But basically, what him does is he takes the foundation of the generational thinking and, and applied
1: applies it to the Bitcoin. lens of Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is the absolute appropriate application of those rhythms and those archetypes because that that is fundamentally true. Like I, I like. A lot of people kind of put um, Fourth Turning into like the category of like Sovereign Individual of like a '90s book that you know really predicts things well, mm-hmm. and in some senses it does. But like what the guys did with Sovereign Individual and the quality of like how they reimagined what the world would look like mm-hmm. is next level. Whereas like yeah. the Fourth Turning, it's they it's kind of reimagine. Yeah. It's it's much clearer, but it's also poignant, and it and it and it actually took courage to rethink about. What the world might look like you know as technology kind of empowers the individual and it changes the incentives for you know violence etc so that was such a powerful lens to look through um, the world with and actually make some assumptions on how um, technology and how behavior and how the very uh, fabric of the nation state might evolve whereas the the fourth turning kind of says oh yeah well this is all going to happen this kind of chaos is going to happen And for us to better manage it, we need a stronger, um, you know, government institutions and, you know, uh, coming togetherness of, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Like they didn't re they didn't take the time to actually rethink what society might look like out the back of a fourth turning. They just kind of think that, you know, we should almost digress and, you know, it, it was a very collectivist attitude, and that that's like really pissed me off about the book. I was like, "Fucking, you know, they start off with such a good idea. and then they took a shit all over it by um the end of it, which was yeah, um,
0: well, they didn't rethink their their premise. They took it from the lens of the nation state and everything as it is now. Yes, rather yes. than thinking, oh, that could even be up for grabs here. Like where they talk Absolutely. about like the American revolution. Like if you did the same, same thing prior to that, it, the, the answer to the turning of the American revolution would be like, we need a stronger monarchy and we need to come yeah. together. And, you know, like they're not, they're not actually going to the foundation and rethinking. It's like, okay, if the foundation shifts, what does the new society built on top Correct. of look like? And that is exactly what the sovereign individual did. Exactly right. I mean, they took like three steps all the way back and they said, okay, what is violence? What are the incentives of violence? How does, how does society organize around those things? Let's look at the lens of history through this, um, or look at history through this lens, see if it informs shifts that have happened for thousands of years. Oh, wow, well, it does. What does that mean? What does that mean when you introduce cryptography? What does that mean when you introduce this entire cyberspace, this digital environment? And assume nation states are just a product like, can they sustain themselves like are, like these are just narratives can these do these narratives change? What does it look like when you change the utter foundation
1: so, and, and and that that therein lies the mark of the deep thinker is to 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 think beyond the current paradigm and and that's when like i mean i I remember. I mean, I haven't studied Austrian economics and libertarianism. So, so I'm not like I didn't come to Bitcoin through that lens, like, you know, someone like Stefan Levera may have. Right. So, so like I came in touch with it when I was a gold bug and silver bug in 2011, 2012. And, you know, I understood this, you know, notion of money printing and what is sound money and like really basic Austrian econ, like, but, but I didn't really like go into it. But I guess my life experience sort of like, you know, made me, um, I guess, primed me to better understand that stuff, because I've always been you know, personally responsible, I've always been an entrepreneur, I've always made things for myself, I've never accepted from someone else, you know, I, I don't like mm-hmm. this idea of socializing my losses, you know, for, and all that sort of shit, right. So, so I was primed for it. But, you know, really, Bitcoin was my, my real um, gateway drug into, you know, Austrian econ and all of that stuff. Now, prior to me getting into bitcoin like i read that book uh, sapiens and and you would know from my earlier work like i used to hide you know uh, hold Yuval harari in high regard but these days i think he's a fucking moron because he, he's an example of um maybe i shouldn't say moron but he, he's he's an anthropologist who and historian blah blah who 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 has, you know, correctly analysed history and drawn some, you know, powerful conclusions like, you know, his central idea in Sapiens was this idea of shared fictions and, you know, narratives that have helped us um, create hierarchies through which we can cooperate and collaborate and actually do shit. Yes, that is the reason why human beings um, move forward. the thing is and and particularly in his subsequent books like i ended up reading his 21 lessons for the 21st century and what the fuck man it was the biggest garbage it was absolutely <laughs> atrocious <laughs> i haven't read it um, oh dude it's absolutely atrocious because all he does is the same thing as these guys in fourth turning do which is he 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 draws some um he draws some insights but then he he applies the lessons through the lens of today of a society that is nation state based that is uh you know collectivist based that is um and you know his thing about like all, all of these things came back to basically light forms of communism is you know how do we combat you know the potential of um you know a, a technocratic elite emerging and you know being a panopticon on everything we do oh well we need to um enable better um governments to you know better oversee this like oh my god <laughs> it's like and for me that is the mark of a lazy thinker is you can't think beyond the current paradigm ray dahlia is another person who i used to hold in high esteem but now i think is an absolute moron is that he he looks at the world through you know he, he talks about paradigm shifts but then he 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 defines the future in the current paradigm yeah it's like what the fuck are you talking about? And and it's it's really prevalent with a lot of these quote unquote you know thinkers of today, which aren't thinkers. Like when I compare their work to people like you know Rothbard or Hans Herman Hopper or the you know Rees Mogg and um, Davidson from from uh, what do you call it a sovereign individual or Ayn Rand, like man, they're giants compared to these guys. These guys are just fucking regurgitating some crap that they've read. Um, you know, they, they've, they've learned some academia somewhere along the line, they've, they've read some pseudoscience, or they've read some, um, you know, historical anecdotes, and they're just applying the today's lens, and their experience from today, and they're projecting it forward. There's no creativity, there's no courage, there's no foresight, there's no, there's nothing there that inspires somebody to think differently. And now, I
0: would push back on that a little bit that there is actual interesting creativity within their Overton windows. It, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, all right. At projecting that forward, they just don't know how to step outside of it. They, they, yeah, don't know okay. how to, they don't know how to break that Overton window and like actually look around for a second as to like, okay, what if the world just doesn't work the way I'm assuming it works right now? You know, like, like and that's kind of the beauty of you're talking about with uh, Reese, Reese Morg, um, uh, or Mog,
1: yeah, remember. Mog, Mog, yep, double
0: uh, G. Yeah, and uh, like these guys and like uh, Ayn Rand's, like Ayn Rand's book is such a great example of this, of like looking just at the individual person. Mm-hmm. What is changing at the at the tiniest level that we can go back to? And then how does that allow, the, how does that change their interactions with the person right next to them? And then how does that change the interactions with a group of 10 and then hundred, and then what does the new like? Does a nation state still work under those conditions, or or all are the foundations that actually lead us led us to the nation state to begin with, or led us to this monarchy, or led us to this feudalism, or whatever it is? Have those things actually changed at the individual level, and are we going to be looking at something entirely different? It's just dropping the Overton window completely and starting back at
1: the beginning. Well, th- that you just said beginning, um, which is the ideal word is like, that's the sign of a person who approaches things from first principles, yeah. versus someone who approaches something from, um, you know, uh, historical anecdotes or narratives. And, and I think that is the that is the differentiation in thinking. So so yeah, what whilst I, I would concede that they're probably creative within their Overton window within the paradigm that they're actually in, they're, um they're lacking the 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 depth to reimagine that because they haven't um maybe they haven't fully grasped the first principles or they haven't really thought deeply enough to 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 reimagine what it could look like as opposed to projecting you know forward based on again you know using that overton window Um, they got they got got to the edge of their frame and they stopped asking questions that's it. That's it. And, and, and within that frame. So, so they got there, it's like almost like a beam of light that hit hit the edge. And then they're like, Oh, well then, and then things are going to change because the light boy, hit this right edge and it's going to go that way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm curious uh, just because particularly before we kind of run out of time here, um, yeah, yeah. how's Amber app going? What's, what's, what's things I haven't kept up. I mean, I'm don't live in the down under. So, of course, of course.
1: Um, well, the the biggest changes is that Europe turned out into um, one big uh, waste of fucking time, energy, and you know just bureaucratic nonsense. Um, you know when when Wirecard collapsed here um, because they were supposed to obviously launch in. Uh, sorry, they they were servicing a lot of the crypto companies in Europe, mm-hmm. and then they somehow, whoops, we lost two billion dollars. We don't know where it is, um, and they and they collapsed. Um, you know that oh, sort God. of sent some. Didn't you know about that?
0: I did not know that. I did not know. Yeah, so about they,
1: they had they had an accounting error of two point one billion dollars, so the whole bank collapsed. Um, so. Oh shucks. Yeah, but gosh, hey, Bitcoin's dang, risky. Gosh, dang, darn it, <laughs> Bitcoin's risky, guy. You better be careful. <laughs> oh, our Jesus. legacy
0: banking,
1: we know what we're doing.
0: Like Office Space, like some disgruntled some disgruntled dude is like, let's do a rounding. Let's let's round <laughs> everything up into <laughs> our account
1: zeros <laughs> it's wild it's like how it's like oh whoops we lost that we did not that was not on our balance sheet in the first place so that the, their shares dropped like 97 percent and they filed for bankruptcy so it's like oh, oh i'll dang. see you later so um so anyway they, they were sort of servicing all the um they, they were providing the bank accounts for crypto companies here and here in europe so when that sort of fell apart that kind of like turned things upside down so anyway we we kind of like diverted our focus and went to to building some new features so we're we've rolled out like a premium version of amber called amber black um and it's it's kind of it's it gives you some really cool features so it's like um we've got like the man i fucking love this feature And i haven't talked about it much because it's not it's not live it's in beta but um it's uh we we call them intelligent automations so uh we built the ultimate button um, so it's kind of like DCA on steroids. Okay. Um, we've got the the buy the dip and the sell the pump button. So like buy the dip, obviously wow. being more important. So you yeah. can set a um like a a percentage drop, um, and then uh, in a in a time period. Um, so it's an if this then that statement. So if Bitcoin drops this percent in this period of time, buy me this much Bitcoin. And dude, I've been using it now for the last couple of weeks, and every time there's like a little pullback in Bitcoin, like I wake up and like you bought Bitcoin, you bought the dip, you bought the dip like two percent drop through. It's the fucking greatest thing ever,
0: dude. That's awesome. It's Such a that's, cool thing. So that's so, genius. It's like it's like a simple. It's a, it's an automated like percent limit order. Yeah, 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 literally. Yeah. And waiting for the opportunity. Oh, that's yeah. gold. That's golden. I love that.
1: So so that's one little update, and then the second update is that um, uh. I haven't announced this anyway yet, so I'll, I'll make a slight mention of it, but um, it looks like I'll be coming to your shores uh, much, much, much sooner than I thought. Boom. Boom. Boom, motherfuckers. That, That's that, right. Uh, the dip button, son. Dude, it's going to yeah. be good news. Sick yeah so um so that that's the, that's the two big things so amber black um premium version of amber smart features smart automation. like it's got also like the other automation that we introduced is like um it auto withdraws to your cold storage um on a so so basically you can just set up amber you set up your, your dca you set up your buy the dip rules and you fucking go to timbuktu and this thing will just be buying bitcoin for you on the dip on the regular and it'll be sending it to your cold storage you won't have to touch lift a finger it's the ultimate incentive oh yeah man stacking.
0: that's the, that's the way that's the way to buy bitcoin that's why i do swan bitcoin all the time it's just because like it, i just don't i don't think about it i just get my email that says i you know i i did my uh i did my dca and then like when you guys drop it'll be like and by the way you also bought the dip
1: <laughs> it's the bomb it's gonna be the bomb so yeah man i'm i'm really looking forward to um rolling out so so fingers crossed i mean if anyone does hear this and is interested in, in the us um hit me up on twitter i'm, I'm going to start putting together a little beta list for the us um and yeah man um i'll uh th- there'll be some juicy news coming out there so that, that's basically the it, stuff. yeah Shit, yeah how's uh
0: bitcoin times i haven't been um, that
1: recently yeah so i mean we I've been so busy with everything else that I kind of dropped the ball on that. But like, I've committed to doing minimum one edition a year. So I am going to do an edition this year. And I've got six writers. Um, I'm just, we're tidying up the final bits of the um, articles now. But I can say that there's uh, the writers this time are Jimmy Song, um, Giacomo Zucco, Eric Casson, uh, Parker Lewis, um, myself, and Jeff Booth. So it is um oh yeah. Yeah man that's a, a lineup a right there. Sick lineup. Yeah. yeah. So and and I've read all the pieces, they're fucking awesome. Um like you know, everyone's done I've just got to finish up my piece. My piece is gonna be how utopias lead to dystopias. Um and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fiery, man. So then I'll get it designed. I ideally like I wanna have it out by sort of second week of December, but it'll be probably like Thanks. it'll be a thanksgiving christmas thing so um it'll be okay. holidays make it holidays bitcoin and and the whole theme of the bitcoin yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> um the, the the theme is um prometheus it's like prometheus rising so it's like you know bitcoin is a promethean um creation yeah stealing fire so it's gonna be it's gonna be sick
0: hell yeah bringing fire to the people fix the money fix the world son <laughs>
1: indeed 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 so that's 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 the new stuff in um in this hood man um so yeah i I mean i i just hope that you know sort of we the world turns like optimistic um i i hope that at least some of the um the insanity subsides a little bit in into the new year i I really want to be in in the states for um for what do you call it bitcoin 2021 um yes yeah. I mean like Bitcoin 2019 was amazing. So like it'll be really to catch up with everyone again. I haven't seen anyone in such a long time. So yeah man, here's to here's to hopefully a good close to 2020 and um and hopefully a fresh a fresh start in 2021 for for many of us.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm right there with you. I'll see you at uh Bitcoin 20, 2021 and uh and like you said earlier is uh like, you know, aside from all the, you know, negativity and all the problems is that like, I, I, I do agree that we're living also in kind of the most exciting time. Um, like, like with, with the things that have been broken, finally falling apart. We also have at our disposal, the greatest opportunity that we've ever had. Um, so
1: yeah, we we really do. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I think I think our our goal and our mission yeah. is don't let it go, don't miss that opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah no, right, man. seriously, man. Like, I'm I'm so humbled when I when I, like I'm 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 grateful and humbled that like. despite the difficulties of that we're going to face and despite how like like because I I honestly believe we ain't seen nothing yet I think it's going to get a lot harder I think we're going to see things that enrage the fuck out of all of us like crazy privacy encroachments and all that sort of stuff but at the same time like having conversations even like this and then anyone who's listening to this like it it just sort of I I think it kind of keeps like keeps us sane in a sense and it kind of like reminds us hey that there is hope you know there is those of us who um because you know on a daily basis I'm surrounded by fucking hysterical idiots right like you know you you walk down the street like I was in the shop the other day and fucking, like I had the 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 mask down a little bit so I could breathe and the lady's fucking freaking out she's like oh dude you put, put it up it's like what the fuck so like that kind of stuff pisses me off but then then like having this kind of conversation and you know talking about first principles and just like I mean even this conversation is just hilarious is like we didn't have an agenda we just started somewhere and we kind of went on all these <laughs> tangents but it's <laughs> like it's a conversation of substance yeah seriously it was a conversation of a lot of substance though that that's the kind of stuff that gives me faith and hope that um you know not only are we on the right path but you know we can sort of we can keep each other sane uh throughout the journey that's going to be a difficult 2020s um like you know the, this this kind of content everything that you're doing um, is so incredibly important to keep people like on track and sane and like, you know, keeping the faith basically. And then knowing that out the other end, um, you know, next decade, that we're going to be the ones sort of emerging that have, you know, the capacity to actually physically, you know, make a, you know, an influence on the world, um, to a greater extent than, you know, just building the, you know, cause I think this year is going to be about, um, you know, building the Noah's Ark or sorry, the last mm-hmm. decade was building the Noah's Ark. This decade is going to be kind of floating on the Noah's Ark and yeah. you know, making it functional. Getting everybody but, on board. The following decade's gonna be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the following <laughs> decade going to be, you know, we kind of like everything else is burning. So now, now let's just come back and sort it out. So yeah. it gives me, you know, real like super humbled, grateful, and um, happy that it's, you know, people like you and like the Bitcoiners that are going to likely be the ones on the other end. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Did a, Ditto, man. Keep writing that good shit, and I'll keep making audio out of it. Hundred yeah. percent, bro. <laughs> All right, man. All thank right. you so
1: much for having me on, bro.
0: Dude, really, thank, really thanks for coming good. on again. It's been it's been too long. I'll hit you up uh, again soon.
1: Indeed. Absolutely, bro. All right, man.
0: Adios. Adios. Absolutely love that combo. A uh, great chat with Alex Fetsky. Um, always uh, some amazing pieces uh, by Alex. Uh, more recently. And then also just some some of the best ones uh, on this show. Actually, the the death of blockchain is still one of my favorites. Um, And the fact that he... uh, We talked about this in the last time that he was on the show about the fact that he went to a crypto conference and then gave that speech to an audience that uh, undoubtedly uh, hated him furiously after it was over. (laughs) Um, uh, Really cool stuff. Uh, Leads the Bitcoin Times... And I will have all the links for this in the show notes. Don't forget to follow him on Twitter. Um, Another huge thank you to our new sponsor, the open source secure Swiss made hardware wallet BitBox. Just an awesome option for your Bitcoin cold storage, which you can find, uh, go through my link to let them know that I sent you there at guyswan.com slash BitBox. And of course, for your mobile wallet solution, check out Hexa Wallet. That is hexawallet.io. Or of course, search Hexa, H E X A, on the Google Play or Apple App Store. And right there, you've got your cold storage and your mobile wallet solutions, thanks to the great teams that are bringing you Bitcoin Audible. With that, we'll close this one out with Bitcoin at 16,833 and climbing. Man, it has been a hell of a few weeks. Um, Things are getting crazy bullish. And, you know, just like we talked about in this show, like I I think this is going to refocus the world. It's going to put a totem in the middle of all of this chaos that people can depend on. And most importantly, allow us to refocus on life, on the things that are important and find meaning and value in what we do. And I don't think its impact in that realm is small. A lot of change and uncertainty is coming to the world. And there is no better time than now to take responsibility, to trust yourself, to invest in your own knowledge and understanding, take your first steps to getting into Bitcoin so that you are ready to take advantage of the massive opportunities that our turbulent world uh, is likely to present and Build your arc before the rain. I am Guy Swan. This is Bitcoin Audible. And until next time, take it easy, guys. This has been a 111 production and you were listening to Bitcoin Audible on the Crypto Economy Network.